0: hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to the coast to coast combat hour brought to you by all i'm your host matthew hawkins and as always i'm joined by my co-host ed carbajal ed uh what's going on dude
1: nothing man busy week i mean we went from uh you know not a lot going on to everything going on in one week <laughs> Uh, you know, like I, we're doing this late just for folks, uh, listening and watching or seeing this pop up on a Friday instead of Tuesday night. We're doing this late because, uh, I was, uh, uh tapped into the Bellator uh, press conference for, uh, their big announcement that they made this week, a bunch of announcements, really. And then, um, you know, obviously we have UFC 258 tomorrow night. So we, uh, you know, we got to get it going over here.
0: Yep, yep, yep. So, um, So you, as you said, you were on the, the Bellator conference calls or the press conference, uh, or you're, you're covering it, um, before we get to the fights that were announced, you know, one of the big news that came out of the press conference was that Bellator was moving back to Showtime, uh, well, not moving back to Showtime, Bellator was moving to Showtime, uh, much like Strikeforce, uh, did, uh, 10 year ten, fifteen 15 years ago now. What uh what's your opinion on the uh you know, what's your opinion on the on the the team between Bellator and, and uh Showtime?
1: Um I it looks like they're super happy to be working together. So that was the immediate thing I noticed especially with uh Espinosa and Coker sitting uh I mean they they didn't waste any time in announcing it either. I don't know if you watched it when uh the stream is up on their YouTube channel. But immediately, Moro Ronaldo walks out and makes the announcement. The logo, Showtime logo, drops with all the Bell, the Bellator stuff. I like the I like the the color collabs that they did, but it was immediate. Um, it was just like you could tell, you could tell it's like uh, you know something that they were like, this is a long time coming. I feel like Espinosa kind of l- alluded to that, and um, yeah, I mean, I I couldn't help but just get a. I mean, my reaction was like, I I think. Uh, I think the time is I mean it was right back then with Strike Force but uh, it's it's even more right now when you look at where the sport is you know compared to where it was when Strike Force was a thing
0: Yeah no I, I I agree with pretty much what you just said there I uh I think it's it's good for Bellator um in a sense that they it's a stable more of a stable company. I think that's going to, I I don't, I don't know what's going to happen to their ratings, but I think financially it'll be a a hell of a move for them. Um, just and the ratings just based off the fact of how many people actually have Mm Showtime. Um, I'm not, as a fan, I'm not super stoked on the idea of having another paywall to watch Bellator events. Um, so that's disappointing, but we'll see what the production turns out to. We'll see what, what extra fighters they're able to bring in and how they're able to move these tournaments along. Um, if they're able to do it in the, in the way that kind of strike force
1: well,
0: work building on. I, I yeah.
1: Work. Well, that, exactly. So that was kind of, I was trying to get it, but it's obviously too early for them to, you know, they don't want to let all the, uh, I guess they don't want to say everything at, at once. So I was trying to get uh, an answer on the like, well, I asked how deep this uh, relationship goes I asked uh, Scott Coker when it was it was uh, my turn to to ask him questions, and um, I was just kind of like, I mean, I I know he wants to get to like like he wants to hold Pride FC level or rising the level events, and um you know with with uh, the Viacom CBS ownership with Showtime and everything, I was trying to get them to say like, are you going to do some events, you know, just to at least acknowledge whether or not if down the road we're going to see some stuff on regular CBS or not um but obviously everything is new so they have to test the waters i would imagine if they were going to make a move like that it's not going to be till the end you know second or, or i mean third or fourth quarter of the year or, or you know beginning of next year to just depending on how it goes um they are doing uh i mean it's a, I, I know it's a paywall but they are trying to sweeten the pot a little with that little six month deal 4.99 a month for six months i think it's 10.99 normally so um, for for six months, if you sign up, you know you get to check out what they have to offer, and then of course, like everything, it's cancel anytime, you know, in the small print. But um, yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. Though the it is a paywall, but at least it's not a paywall to pay more to like watch pay per views and so. At least it's like you're just paying that you get Showtime stuff, boxing, um, you know. And then, yeah, no, I, I, mean, I, and I, get I get it. I get
0: it. I get it. It's just, you know, a lot of it. That's what I mean. It's it. They have kind of a built in subscription yeah. already. Um, so a lot of people that, that are into the showtime will, will catch Bellator that maybe wouldn't have caught it on CBS Sports or anything like that. So it'll kind of help even out the numbers and their numbers weren't great recently. Anyway, no, nobody's numbers really are, are, are all that great as we saw with the Super Bowl and everything else. The number's showdown. I think streaming has a lot obviously to do with that where it's not, uh, not necessarily registered uh, in their numbers. But um, yeah, I, I mean I think it's cool. I think it's good for Showtime. I, I mean, if you're Showtime and you want to stay in the combat or you want to get back into the, the MMA world, then I mean you can't really do better than the, the second best MMA company, mm-hmm. you know, or the second biggest in, you know, in the United States um, for sure. So I think it's good for them. Uh, if they're willing to put money into it and back it and just not not overtake and start trying, you know, let Coker do his thing. That was, you know, let him, let him do the matchmaking with, with Richard Chow and, and all that stuff. And, and don't, you know, Espinoza handle the boxing side. And if they do a, a collaboration, then, then, you know, we can work on some, some matchmaking there. But, uh, you know, I, it, it's cool. I, I, interesting to see how it happens. I mean, we can't argue with the fights that they announced. I mean, Holy crap. Talk yeah. about, Talk about bringing it uh, in a press conference. I mean, they, they, they opened it with uh, announcing that April 2nd would be their first event back, uh, and that would be headlined by the, the the return of the featherweight Grand Prix and uh, and, and uh, Patricio Pitbull versus Emmanuel Sanchez, too. Obviously, uh, you know, if anybody saw their first fight, this fight's a hell of a fight. Um, and then kind of right off of that, they announced that uh, the light heavyweight Grand Prix I mean, a lot of people were predicting that this was kind of coming down the mm-hmm. coming down the, the way, but uh, when you see it laid out, I mean, it's going to be fun. It's yeah. going to be fun.
1: It's definitely, uh, you know, it's funny. Corey Anderson said something interesting that day uh, when he had his time uh, alone with the media. He was like, you know, someone asked him about Scott Coker's comment where he says the light heavyweight division is 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 in Bellator is better than the UFC. And uh, Corey Anderson made an uh, an interesting comment where he said, "You know, he's like, how can you argue against that if if they're making their middleweight jump up to light heavyweight to make an interesting matchup, and here you have, you know, it's like, uh, it's literally like a, I, I I don't, I guess it's a murderer's row or just a knockout artist row of of heavy hitters. I mean, Brian Brian Be- Bader's a strong wrestler, but he's also, you know, he's knocked, he's got his share of knockouts too." And then the um, the gentleman that that uh, uh I don't want to mess up his name too bad, um, Yagshimuradov. The, Sounds good to me, yeah. The, the the Russian fellow that that he's fighting first in his first fight in that tournament, he's the former light heavyweight champ over at ACA. Yep. So it's like it's literally like 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 talk about using the title. 'Cause I know they call all their Grand Prix World Grand Prix and these guys are from all over the world, but they I mean between uh, uh, Nemkov and this guy, I mean you really got like a a heavy, like global light heavyweight competition in this thing. Um
0: And you and, have Ryan Bader who's still their heavyweight champion.
1: Yeah. You
0: know, yeah. So I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, as far as the light, which light heavyweight division is better? That that kind of just depends on the matchup. I mean, if we're being completely honest, like Leonardo Machida is probably not anywhere near the top ten in the UFC. I mean, maybe top twenty, but you know, there's a couple guys. You know, but that he's really the only one. Everybody else yeah. here is, is pretty much still still pretty top contender-ish uh, when, you know, we'll see how Romero does at 205. Um, so basically they announced ap- then April 9th, um, we would get the the first round. That was Ryan Bader versus Leota Machida 2. Um, Machida knocked out Bader uh, years and years ago. I believe it was in LA actually. Um, you know, it, if I'm looking at that fight, I got to lean Ryan Bader in, in 2021, right? Mm-hmm. Uh and, and then they also know Yeah, maybe. I mean I I you know, I mean maybe I don't know. I, I would. I do. Uh, I I I think I mean, Vader, especially coming off a loss, I think yeah. Vader's gonna feel well, like he's gonna go into kind of protection mode and, and well, maybe start working takedowns and, and that was one that. of the
1: things that, that he kinda um said like a, more than a few times was like he's not trying to like if if he if he doesn't do well in this thing then he's just gonna stick to, to heavyweight, but he was kinda like you know, he liked being the double champ big man. You know what I mean? At, at Bellator. So, um, he, he obviously wants to get that, that one back, um, you know, in that division. But, um, I mean, I, I feel like there is a, there's probably a different hunger and, um, you know, facing him again this time. But the other thing too, is like, it's, it's weird to say that Machida's is the, the, probably the weak link in this chain of, uh, of light heavyweights. but um, you know, he's, he hasn't, he's kind of like jumping around weight. So like, you're wondering where he really wants to stick, stick to, you know?
0: Well, I mean, if anybody in this group was out of their prime the most, it would be Machida. That's, that's basically what I mean. You know, we're talking, he was world champion quite a, quite a long time ago Mm -hmm. now, uh, you know? So as far as that goes, I, I mean, you obviously Romero's obviously up there in age, but he's still considered by anybody with a brain, basically a top five middleweight in the world. And he's now obviously coming up to light heavyweight. So yeah. So then a Corey Anderson against the, uh, the before mentioned, uh, Russian, uh, ACA champ, uh, and and then on April 16th, Nemkov Davis for the light heavyweight title, uh, as as all these tournament fights will be five round bouts. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and then, and then they gave the fight that they made the fight that the fans were, uh, we're really asking for yeah. uh, Rumble and Romero, so I think that that um, I think that that making that fight will help a lot of fans cross over too. Oh yeah, a, you know that'll be a, a quick to pull some UFC eyes to Bellator to see the familiar face there.
1: That was funny because when uh you know when they asked about the matchmaking, I mean Coker was even like, well, how do you not make that fight right away? You know, you have them both. You know, you don't know what's gonna happen. You know, might if you, if they're they're both there and they're ready, you might might as well make it happen. And uh, yeah, I mean, it, how many headlines did we see? I mean, not, about this tournament that just had their two names in it, you know? So it's definitely, uh, it's definitely gonna be the one, like you said. I mean, if you're gonna sign up, if you're gonna sign up for it, make sure you do it on uh, what is it, the ninth or the sixteenth? I forget what day they're fighting.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, ideally, the the move would be to sign up there on the on the second mm-hmm. and start with the first Bellator show. The other thing about that that you mentioned is is I noticed when cause you had sent me the link for that for that discount is there's also a 30 day free trial, so it's mm-hmm. really seven months because yeah. you get the first 30 days free and then and then it kicks on for six months after that. Oh yeah, so,
1: not bad. You know, they should, so they it, should throw it, us. A, I should have put the link in uh, in here. <laughs> they should throw <laughs> us uh, an affiliate joint or whatever.
0: I'll take it if they want to give us one. But <laughs> yeah. um, you know and then they also off uh, mentioned that then following that that would be in, in May. Well getting back to the light heavyweight tournament, at first at first glance, uh who's your pick to win it all?
1: To win it all, to win it all. Mm.
0: Assuming no injuries, everybody stays healthy, fights up to their potential, who wins that
1: tournament? Wow. That's uh that's a, you know what? I hadn't even looked at it like that yet until you just <laughs> asked me. Just because there's so many, uh, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, Andre, Corey Anderson kind of he seems like 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 the guy that everyone seems to be counting out. So like the if he's uh, – you know outside, I know we talked we just talked about Machida, but if there's another underdog, I would feel like people are try, probably trying to count him out. I know Aaron Bronstedt from TSM put up the the odds from uh, Bet Online AG, and I forgot who was the heavy favorite. Um, I should look that up. But, I mean, you're asking me what I think. I mean, honestly, not for nothing, Nemkov seems like, like, like I don't think he's going to be letting go of that belt. Uh, definitely not in the f- your first few fights he's going to get, but you don't know with MMA, man. MMA is so unpredictable.
0: Yeah, exactly, and that's why I, you know, I kind of preface with, you know, assuming that everything kind of goes to plan and we just get the best versus the best at every fight. I gotta go Nemkov, um, mm. and and I got I do it because of matchup wise. It's kind of like, you know, I think versus Davis, Phil Davis. I think he, he, I I think he wins that fight. I don't think Davis really has a way of beating him. I think Davis is obviously durable enough to stretch it out, but I still think Nemkov's a better fighter. And, and then, you know, a fight with Romero is interesting. I think he beats. Rumble with with wrestling, um, with yeah. his takedown and a sambo. Uh, Romero would be a, makes it a hell of a contest. The other side of the bracket, I don't know a whole lot about the the Russian, um, so that he could be a wild card, obviously. And as you said, Corey Anderson, um, but I, I see Bader coming out of that. I think we get Nem Nemkov Bader too, basically in the finals. And I think Nemkov wins and kind of establishes himself. As I had mentioned, uh, I think when we had Hunter Humesek on um, when they started signing all these guys. Like like Nemkov's kind of the dark horse here, who who could benefit the most by having the Corey Andersons and the Rumbles and the Romeros here, because now now he's got legitimate dudes. I mean, if he if he beats Davis yeah. Rumble and Bader in in three fights in a row, coming off of a, of, a, of what he did to Bader and and what he did to McGeary and and all the and and you know the other guys before, then he he starts to become a big big money player in, in mm-hmm. the MMA world. So. Great tournament. Uh, as far as the other fights, you know, just initially, obviously Pitbull, I, I lean his way. Um, like I said, May seventh, and then they announced Archuleta Pettis. Uh, another good fight. I think most of us kind of were thinking Archuleta yeah. something in Ryzen, but um, that obviously well, he wanted that. Yeah, he, he wanted, wanted that. that yeah. But I, I think even Japan, Japan's still on hold right now. I think they jumped yeah. the gun as far as thinking that they were gonna pull a big tournament off or a big event off in like march and then i think everything just got kind of close and
1: yeah well, i mean the that, yeah that came up actually and because some uh coker said that like they with hor especially with horiguchi back he said they definitely kind of they're having conversations but obviously with what's going on in the world you know uh you can't really make any moves like that right now so
0: and this fight makes sense. I mean, it yeah. was just Sergio Pettis Archuleta was going to happen eventually. You know, yeah. whether it happens now or in six months from now, let's get it so, out of the way. It's easy to make make happen.
1: What was interesting about that? um So both Pettis and Archuleta were there, but they didn't feature them as much in the announcement, and uh, they didn't they didn't send them to uh, to the media uh, that we were doing um, because um, a morning combat guys got them. Luke Thomas and. Whatever his name is, that other dude, and um, he he kind of like uh, so they interviewed uh, uh, Archuleta and Archuleta actually said when uh, when the title was vacant <clears throat> he thought that him and Pettis were going to go at it back then to fight for the title so it's like a fight that he's always wanted in the back of his mind and uh, he seems super excited for it so um, I mean I I, uh, I don't know man I, uh, I I I like him in that fight too I, I got him picked to uh, to keep that belt,
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. I, I think it's his time, and, and I think that that that'll be. that. Yeah, that, I, I agree with you there. I think Archuleta beats Pettis uh, mm-hmm. again in, in 2021. Um, so we were going to get to UFC 258. One thing we didn't really talk about, we were going to go over, but I just flew through my head is obviously we had Knucklemania last uh, Friday as well. Yeah. Um, uh, and not to not to go through the thing, but just for the fans that maybe didn't get a chance to check catch the fight or watch the news on it uh britain hart uh pulled the upset off beat page van zant uh in, a, in an interesting fight uh overall the the card was typical bkfc card uh probably the biggest note to come out that evening was chris lieben picking up a uh, massive knockout uh in his retirement bout uh were you able to catch any of the fights or you catch a couple of the prelims ed
1: i just watched the prelims and i mean uh the uh I did want to see the the. I mean, I'm glad Leevin was able to walk away with the win. I wasn't surprised that Van Zant lost her debut not 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 to knock her, but um, you know, it's it was. It, I just feel like I think I said it when we were talking about it on on the show here. You know, I just felt like the experience being in that environment was going to be in Hart's favor, and it looked like that was the case, especially in that final round, from what the footage I saw, because uh, Van Zant didn't really seem to turn it on until the final round. Um, you know, she didn't look like she got hurt too bad, but, uh, I mean, I know, uh, people are already talking about her trying other things. Like she didn't want to be there, but I mean, her, her social media seems to say otherwise. And, uh, Hey, you know, now that she got one in, she, she got to feel a whole cycle of, of BKFC. Maybe we'll get a different page Zandt or a better version of a bare knuckle page Zandt in the next event.
0: I think that's exactly what's going to happen. I, mm-hmm. I picked against her. I didn't think she'd win. I thought Britain Hart would beat her. Um, mm-hmm with a lot to do with just experience. Yeah. Uh, we had Chris Lido, we've had Joey Beltron, and then I've attended events. so I've seen it at least up close. Uh, it's a different, it's a different animal. Uh, I believe that you can't just jump into it. Uh, short of being a seasoned boxer um, or, or, you know, really experienced like a Chris Lieben uh, mm-hmm. who's experienced in just kind of any kind of just hectic combat um i I think you need some experience so i I fully think that she's way too competitive to walk away with the way that fight lost um had she been just you know destroyed um like the girls in the the (laughs) the earlier bout in the evening um i could see her walking away just because that's life-changing you know uh beat down um But as far as as far as her competitive, I think she comes back. I think she's way more aggressive in her second time. I I think she gets cut up more in her second bout, but I think she is able to uh, beat whoever they put in front of her. Plus, BKFC right now has no pressure um, and they can really just give her any any, you know, no disrespect, but Mm -hmm. any quote unquote tomato can Uh, they want to help build her back up and um, help with their confidence and then just help with their investment as far as you know, it hurt their investment in her. So that was bu- uh, their next event scheduled for March 19th, uh, headlined by Leonard Garcia. And then um, April 16th uh, is BKFC 17 in Miami. <coughs> right now, that's the big boys, Joey Beltran versus Sam Shoemaker. So we'll talk more about those fights when they come around. Uh, but that brings us to this weekend, Ed. Big uh, UFC 258, the uh, the return to the UFC pay-per-view. Uh, you know, It's going to be an interesting night of fights. Not the best fight card, especially coming off of a, a nice fight night we had this past weekend.
1: I mean, I, I think it's I don't it's, think all it's, right. at it's all right. It's all right. I, mean, I don't
0: you think r- of... Yeah, no, my, you're you're not running to spend seventy bones on it, though.
1: Oh well, that's 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 a price <laughs> that's a price issue. I don't think it's a quality issue as far as the quality of fighters on on the card. I like a lot of these fights actually. Um, I mean, I know we're going to talk about the main card, but just really quick, this uh, on the—I mean, I'm surprised that he's on here, but like, Kelleher and Ricky Simones on the UFC Fight Pass prelims, which I really like. Uh, that's a fight that I have uh, my eye on. And then uh, Miranda Maverick, who comes from Invicta, fighting Jillian Robinson on the on the first bout of the night. And then you got uh you got Bilal Muhammad, who's a fan favorite against. Uh, the Bellator champs brother. I, I, li- Diego.
0: I like that. I, I do like that fight. I think. Uh, I think Bilal Muhammad should be getting mm-hmm. higher, higher. No disrespect to Diego Lima because he's going to make that a really good fight. But yeah. at seventeen and three, uh, I think uh, Bilal should be. Uh, I think for a while now he should have been getting a little bit stiffer competition, or at least higher ranked competition, not necessarily stiffer competition.
1: And then you got this uh, battle, battle crazy woman Mallory Martin fighting Baliana Viana, and I mean, I mean that as a compliment because she obviously loves what she does. Um, you know, there's a there's quite a few, and then obviously the main card. I know we were talking before we started recording. I mean, this fight hopefully still happens the first fight in the main card. Uh, we uh, report came out that Bobby Green like collapsed after weigh-ins, but we haven't seen any updates from the UFC as far as like if the fight is off or. On or what's ha- where it's, there's a shakeup happening, but you know, me, I'm always a fan of Jim Miller, but um, yeah, I, I, I think it's actually a pretty good card for you know, it's it's I maybe not good for the people they, they're pitching their market to now, but definitely for us,
0: yeah. No, I mean, I, yeah, it, there's good fights, but I just I, again, I mean, uh, I don't know, I, I, I'm I for me, a pay per view shouldn't. Right now, shouldn't be co-headlined by Macy Barber Alexa Grosso. As much as I like both of those women and, and look forward to that fight, actually, I, it, to me, that's not. That's not. Yeah, where I mean, that's be at right now. That's, that's an, that's an odd odd missing. If
1: that's...
0: that was Overeem Volkov, or if that was even Sandhagen Frankie Edgar, not knowing the results and how those fights actually went down, then mm. I, I mean, that's different. Like we, the, last weekend was a pretty damn good fight. I would be more likely to pay for last weekend's card honestly than this one if I was going to shell out the dough but yeah. that's no disrespect to the fighters that are fighting there's good fights it's just it's fight nightish to me with oh, yeah. with a he- with a good headliner a legit headline headlining fight
1: maybe if they shifted some of these guys up like you said but i mean it- I mean it's it's an interesting fight though because that is I think this is Macy's first fight back after her knee getting over her knee, right? Correct. Right?
0: Yeah, she fought last uh January on UFC 246. She lost to Roxanne Matafari and really one of the upsets of the mm-hmm. year. Um yeah, don't no, no 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 I mean don't don't misunderstand what I'm saying. Like I actually look forward to this fight. Oh, um, you got to
1: change your delivery.
0: <laughs> yeah, but, but 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 there's a difference between it being a pay-per-view and a good fight. You know, to me like that's not I I you know I, I don't know. We, we we know where we're at with the UFC. I it just the co event. There should be one more big fight on this card, and I don't really think anybody would would disagree with me that there should be. There I mean, we're we're looking more. at
1: this Friday night, the night before, with the news of Bobby Green. So this could very well change. Correct, you know, but but it's not gonna shuffle. it's
0: not gonna change for the better though. Especially in the matchmaking in the, in the days
1: of COVID nineteen, like you, the cards could change literally right up until first bell. <laughs> So
0: So anyways, well, let's jump to the fights uh, because we will be watching them. Um, The first fight of the night, as you know, let's assume that the Jim Miller, Bobby Green fight's going down. We know Bobby Green in theory collapsed backstage. We don't know what the reason for that was. Um, Still no news on Twitter, but it kind of started breaking about three hours ago. Um, Either way, I was leading Jim Miller in this fight. Uh, Bobby Green's great, but I I was thinking Jim Miller would just figure Uh, out a way. It's canceled now.
1: Yeah. Okay. ESPN just reported.
0: Okay. Well, there it is. Breaking news yeah. that fights off. So, um, maybe, you know, I yep. looking at Rick, the card, Ricky right. Simone,
1: Brian Kelleher is going to move on to the main card. Now okay. that's good for them. Cause they were on the prelims, the fight pass prelims. So that fills that spot. So yeah. let's, let's bring that up since we're doing it. Ricky Simone versus Brian Kelleher. That sucks.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, so enough. Simone Keller is a good fight still. I, again, I, I would have put Diego Lima and, and Muhammad just because I think Muhammad deserves it. And uh, Lima's familiar, at least also through the Ultimate Fighter. But with that said, Ricky Simone did headline an event against mm-hmm. Uriah Faber. So he does have that a little bit of name value uh, to add to a pay-per-view. Um, I'll take Ricky Simone in this fight. Uh, I think it's going to be a good back and forth, but I think he'll use kind of his wrestling and, and and just be able to grind something out and, and pull out a decision. I don't, I don't think there'll be a finish. Uh, both dudes are way too tough.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they definitely are. I mean, again, I'm, I'm with you. I like all those, uh, ATT Portland fighters. So I'm definitely with a, uh, Ricky Simone. Uh, I think he cut his, his, uh, his hair. since. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I'm all for, for, for that fight. So then I guess that, that the rest of the card is still the same, which leaves us with, uh, with uh, this one.
0: Julian Marquez versus Maki mm-hmm. Uh Marquez has been out for first fight in like two and a half years. Uh, not necessarily for any reason other than a lot of bad luck, especially lately. A lot of canceled fights. Uh, Patolo coming off a couple tough losses. I think I'll take Marquez in this fight. Uh, as a returning fighter and uh, somebody who, You know, following him on Instagram and stuff, hungry to get back into the cage, especially having the disappointment of some late last-minute cancellations due to opponents uh, having issues.
1: Yeah, no, I'm absolutely going to disagree with you. I like Maki Patolo here, former VFC champ. Um, Followed his career from uh, fighting in the squared cage from back in the day, so uh, uh, I I, I know he's got some thunder in those fists. That's why they don't call him Coconut Bombs because uh, he's from Hawaii. I mean they kind of do, but <laughs> Yeah, that's probably the <laughs> reason why. Yeah. But uh, you know, the bomb part is probably because of his uh, his his power. Gotcha, power.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. gotcha, gotcha. All right, then that brings up uh some names here. We got Kelvin Gaslam. Uh what rank I get such small. Well, they have number they have, they have like at number nine. Long. Number nine, yeah. uh versus Ian Hens Heinzich. Heinish uh Heinish. Uh, what do you got? I'm at thirteen or 15?
1: fifteen? Fifteen. So small.
0: I can't read it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm going Gaslam in this fight. I think he, uh, catches, uh, catches his opponent, knocks him out. TKO win, uh, early third round. Uh, I think he, uh, I think Gaslam's kind of an underrated fighter. He obviously had the, the war with Adesanya, yeah. uh, but I think he's kind of forgotten. Uh, some of his losses have been real close decisions mm. and, um, you know, I I think he's he's truly a world class fighter, so I expect him to pick up the win in this fight.
1: I agree with you. Um, I just feel like that that uh, that fight with uh, Adesanya might have taken a lot out of him, so maybe he just needed some time to get back to the the guy that we know him as. And um, I feel like he might. I, I don't know how long it's been since he last fought, but I think he might be right where he needs to be to to start picking up some W's again.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's on three fight losing streak, but it's status on you till and then Hermanson. He, he, he yeah. lost that heel hook, um, from Hermanson quick in his last fight. Yeah. Which um, those
1: you got to tap to, or otherwise your career is going to be.
0: Yeah. And, and honestly, we don't have see a lot of people even attack that these days very much. No. So it's kind of one where he got caught, had no choice, like you said, to give up or basically end his career. Um, and, uh, We'll see. I mean, four losses in a row is not a good thing to have in the UFC. So you got to believe he's taking this fight super seriously if he plans to continue, you know, that that charge. But talent wise, I I see no reason why he shouldn't be able to win this fight.
1: Yeah, no, I'm. I'm. uh, We're both in agreement there. And then we have uh, the one we were just talking about, Macy Barber (laughs) versus Alexa Grasso. (laughs) I
0: like the fight. Probably one of my top two or three fights of the whole card. I just, I just wish that there was one more mega fight in this position on on the, on the order of the bouts. With that said, um, Grosso's kind of been, you know, she's on, she's on the rise up, um, but has never. What are you, what are you over there laughing about? It.
1: Something else related to this. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, with that.
0: uh, So, so Grasso, you know, kind of has been off and on uh, early, but she's on the rise up. Barbara obviously had that goal of becoming the early, uh, the youngest champion in UFC history. She still has time to do it, but it's, it's creeping in quickly here. Uh, it has to be done basically within the next year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Barbara wins this fight, assuming her knee wasn't totally shredded. Mm. And that's come back. If she's if she's able to come back even at like ninety five percent of what her potential was before, yeah. I think she I think she's able to use her wrestling uh, and and win this fight. If she decides to turn it into some kind of K one bout, uh, I think she'll find herself in big trouble.
1: Yeah, I I um I I, I honestly I'm I'm only picking Grasso because I know this is Barbara's first one back, and I know she's game and and everything. Like I mean, she fought through that injury when it happened. You know what I mean? Like uh, I know she's not like like a pushover. I just know, but I also know, coming off an injury like that, when she's in the cage and it shuts again, uh, I feel like she's kind of like the Van Zant. Like she kind of needs to go through the a whole cycle of a fight first. I mean, if she picks up a win, good for her. I I hope I'm wrong. You know, um, especially I always I always kind of sympathize with fighters coming off of in, uh, injuries, but I um I can't help but not see. Uh, her losing like a decision or something just because of her favoring the knee or maybe her mobility won't feel the same, you know, once, once she's in a live fight, you know, that's just me speculating. I have no real other reason than that, but um, I'm picking Grasso just, just for that reason.
0: I think it's going to be a heck of a fight. A lot of potential yeah. there. If, if, if Barbara's not able to get takedowns uh, and it just becomes a stand-up fight, it's good. Yeah. Could, could be a lot of fireworks. Brings us to the main event. That seems like it's been a year in the making, but really it's what Ben Six months, seven months. Yeah. Um, Kamaru Usman, the undisputed weight champion uh, of the world, uh, faces Gilbert Burns, uh, the the true number one contender at Walter Mm-hmm. You know, I, I uh, I'll let you go first here. I, I imagine I kind of know how you, you want to be leaning, but curious to see it, see how you go.
1: No, you're, you're you're right. I mean, I'm 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 going with a uh, homeboy. Durinho, Gilbert Burns, um just because I mean you know he's uh usually nice to me uh in the <laughs> most of the time in the past and stuff and and um you know he's a jiu-jitsu guy and I know he's uh you know before he started getting ranked as high as he is in his division he was do- he's always competing in something so he's definitely dangerous but um I'm not going to be surprised if I I put it like this I don't see I don't see a finish happening here Maybe if it goes to the ground that that favors Burns more, but I've seen enough of Usman to know that he's uh, dangerous everywhere. He's a champ for the reason for a reason, and uh, I, I I'm concerned for Burns because of the the reach advantage that uh, Usman has. So, I mean, Usman's helped him. The thing about it is that they're training partners or former training partners, so they know each other really well. And um, I mean, I know you haven't trained as long as I have, but when you go against somebody that you just know is uh, you know, outside of the the vacuum of their gym where they trained over at Sanford MMA, like like no there's people that know who's gonna win this fight for sure, especially the two of them. I think Daniel Cormier kind of alluded to this when he was talking about this fight earlier in the week with uh the show he does with Helwani. And it's 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 like like you know, this is for everyone outside of their their small circle. Like a lot of people probably know that who's gonna win this fight. And, I mean, training with someone, as long as they train together, one person knows what the other is bringing, and uh, this is just business, you know, like like they have to go. Anything could happen. They separated to train separately for it. Um, I saw Burns has, is going to have Wagner Hosha and Vincente Luque in his corner, um, which is, uh, you know, a pretty solid corner. Um, but, uh, I mean, Usman is still, I mean, people people don't give him the credit either i mean the guy uh the guy got to the title with a with a issue with his leg and didn't get it fixed until he became champion and then still defended the belt so i'm just kind of like or his foot or whatever it was i forget what the injury was but i mean uh and then i just saw some wrestling footage of him from when he was younger just manhandling dudes and i'm you know a six foot guy versus a five foot ten gilbert burns that makes me concerned for burns uh you know, I, I've I've gone against bigger dudes even that, that are not as technically sound, but the size definitely does matter. I mean, forget what the old school traditional martial arts bullshit used to say. It makes a difference. So uh I mean again, Burns is my pick, but I mean this is going to a decision. I don't see the finish coming coming here.
0: I I I'm actually gonna pick Usman to win by finish. Um, mm. I, uh, but but I think I see. I, I I don't know. So let's see if you agree with me here. I don't. Uh, I don't see Burns taking down Usman. Um, I believe Usman could probably take down Burns if he wanted yeah. to, partially because Burns maybe won't fight it off as much and mm-hmm. might be interested to see how it goes down at the ground. Mm-hmm. So right off the bat, like I think Usman kind of controls where the fight takes place in a Mm -hmm. sense Uh, that puts us on their feet. I I see it kind of unfolding a lot like the Covington fight. Um, I I think the both, both dudes have heavy hands. Mm -hmm. um, And I just, I I think Usman uh, obviously has a great gas tank um, as shown by how he's, you know, able to grind people out. And and then the way like how he finished Covington, you know, in, in the fifth round of their fight. I, I just see it kind of unfolding the same way. I think you're going to end up in a stand up, you know, some cage fighting, some dirty boxing. Uh, I think Burns will tire a bit, especially getting into the championship rounds. Um, I know he keeps active in a lot of these other tournaments, but uh, you know, and submissions and even his MMA, but twenty-five minutes is a is a heck of a fight. I mean mm-hmm. you know, he he finished Woodley quick, so he's finished a lot of his opponents quicker and hasn't necessarily and and, and, and to my knowledge, uh I don't think he's ever fought MMA twenty-five rounds, at least uh not certainly not in the UFC. Um I, I just, I see him getting tired. I see Usman just catching him with something and I I think it's going to be a back and forth fight, but I lean Usman for late fourth, early fifth, just catching him, putting him down and, and getting a stoppage, maybe not even a beat down stoppage, but more of just kind of an exhaustion. You know, they've been fighting dude just finally went down and it's, the fights waved off. So um, that's what I'm leaning towards. Not, no, that's not what, my that's what my brain's telling me, not what my heart wants. Uh, I'd love to see Gilbert Burns pull the upset off. Uh, he is a three to one dog. Uh, and I think rightfully so. I think Usman's earned that spot, at least, especially among the hardcore Mm
1: -hmm. fans
0: who really understand what they're seeing in these guys. Um, certainly not my complete cup of tea as far as some of the time, some of the technique he uses and some of the the style of fighting he uses. Um, but you certainly can't re- you know, when, when he's on, um, and he's free to, you know, not trying to hold back and not just trying to foot stomp and grind somebody out, mm-hmm. um, his skill wise and with his, and his technique and his, and his fight IQ is, is on par with anybody, uh, you know, we've ever seen as far as, you know, just rankings of, of, of everything being combined into one person, especially because I don't think he excels necessarily at one thing. Like you wouldn't say he's a better wrestler than like Khabib pound for pound. And he's certainly not a better striker than like Adesanya pound for pound, but he has, you know, in a video game, he's got all those attributes pretty damn, you know, he's in the nines and all the attributes, uh, maybe not with a 10. So I lean towards that, uh, but I think it's going to be a heck of a fight. Yeah. You know, I'm not trying to just you know, tell people not to pay for the pay-per-view because I think it's a good fight. I just, uh, you know, we've talked about this in the past. 70 bucks is a is a lot to pay for, pay for any kind of television viewing in, in my opinion, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know good fight. Uh, like you said, the teammates, things interesting. You got to believe though. I like part of me believes that if that's the case, then like these people are leaning towards Usman because otherwise the odds wouldn't be, you know what I mean? Something would leak and they would, you know, three to one odds is pretty good. If, if you knew, if you really knew that Burns was going to win this fight and and his close circle knew that somebody's going to make a hell of a lot of money on, on on this. If, if he's the one that, you know, they're leaning towards in the sense that like Cormier was talking about,
1: but, um, yeah, I mean, again, the, the they've uh, they split to to do their training for this way back when it was supposed to happen. You know, um, you might be right. I I, I know uh, when it got pushed back was because of uh, Burns' uh, positive COVID test, which he did talk about some of the um, after effects, like the symptoms that he felt, and we all know that it affects the lungs. So, I mean, if if there if all that stuff they say about the long term effects is true, then maybe his. Um, you know his cardio could suffer, but hey, well, that's the whole point of why uh, we got to see what happens. I mean, I want to see what happens just because it's been following his career, watching him come up. I mean, and you know, watching him go, he's, he's been a great guy. You know, to 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 just interact with on social and stuff. I mean, giving people his tatami discount codes and stuff for guys that train jujitsu. Um, you know, so it's it's hard not to root for him. But uh, you know, I, I I like Usman too, but again, I don't see a I hope Burns can pull off a decision win. So um, I mean, put it like this: I mean, like you just said, he's a his uh, the odds. Man, I'm going to put money on him. Uh, I'll find some kind of parlay in the whole card to put money on um, before the first bell tomorrow. But yeah, man, I mean, I'll, I'll be super happy if he wins, especially with him being the underdog. But hey, you know that's that's the whole thing about this sport, man. Like we said, it's it's super unpredictable. Um, I can't, I, I. Uh, I feel like, I don't know, maybe like by Monday, Tuesday, I felt like the card was kind of like folks weren't as excited about it up until midweek. Um, you know, I don't know if you caught that vibe, but the, I I did. And uh, I mean, not for nothing. I was I actually was like, oh, my God, Burns is fighting this weekend. <laughs> you know, like somebody had to. My mom actually reminded me. And I was like, oh, wow. Yeah, I was like, okay, because it was Valentine's Day weekend and some shit like that. So I was just like, ah, you know. You know, plus with the snow up here, I've been losing my fucking mind anyway.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and I mean, I think coming off, like I said, last week we didn't get into it, but last weekend was a pretty big event um, name-wise, so I think there's been a lot of chatter about that. Real quick results, obviously, uh, Alexander Volkov uh, finished Overeem early in their fight uh, picked up the win, moves way up to heavyweight. And then obviously we didn't want to talk about it too much because uh, it hits home with you, but Frankie Edgar uh, took a, a devastating flying knee knockout loss uh, at the hands of Corey Sandhagen. So I think that kind of bled over a couple extra days. Um, and, and like you said, kind of led to maybe um, the, the lack of chatter, but uh, I did see Dana white on ESPN today um, before we sign off. Are you as tired as I am about Dana White talking about Khabib?
1: Matt, he, he, it's almost like he's, he's trying to date a girl that wants nothing to do with him. Like, <laughs> like fuck off already about it. Like seriously, like just because you see a twinkle in his eye, whatever you think it is. I mean, listen, the, the guy knows the business. He always says, we don't know shit about it. And he's right. We don't know shit about the business. Cause you know, he's sitting there making millions of dollars, putting fights and we're here doing this out of our fucking, you know, cubby holes or whatever. But Listen, I mean the the guy can't say enough to me. The guy can't say enough. I'm done. I don't want to fight. I mean, watching him coach his cousin or whatever it was uh, a couple of events ago I, I I saw I saw the coaching cap on full, you know what I mean and um I mean, he keeps on saying to uh, to other media outlets like, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done. like how many times do you have to how many dinners are you gonna buy the guy? You know what I mean? Like like seriously, it's like, dude, like like Khabib's got to just tell him like listen dude you're not get you that's it you got it all out of me that you can't he doesn't need the money you're not gonna get him with money because he doesn't need it you know what I mean I mean like what well, who's gonna impress him the way that he wants to be impressed I mean well, the only the only thing out there if I was Khabib I would say you know what let me fight Michael Chandler because he's the only guy out there that that's interesting to me you know what I mean like, he's beat Poirier he's beat Gaethje, Gaethje. The Ferguson is not going to happen now because of the loss he picked, took to Oliveira. So it's just like you know what I mean. Like like if that's if if anything entices him, I I would say that fight, not Connor.
0: No, he's, I I think it's been, Ch- I think it's Chandler Oliveira though, The yeah. only two only two possibilities, and yeah. honestly, and Oliveira just doesn't have the name value as much. Chandler's got the new hype. I mean, that makes sense. But yeah, I mean, I agree with, with all that. And I, what I don't understand is like Danny keeps saying, oh, I believe he's still hungry. Well, d- take the belt then. If he's, if he's true, I mean, if he, yeah. if he's truly still hungry though, he's going to get pissed off that you took his belt but away.
1: He's already said they need to move on. I know, but he's but, already, but,
0: he's actually said, give make <laughs> Corey the champion. I know <laughs> so, that's the thing. Like, if you, well, if obviously he's not that hungry. If he's willing just to give up his belt, if the dude is so got such an ego that he needs to be the number one person in the world, then he's not going to want to give his belt up. But that's no. basically what Dana White's insinuating is that the guy is going to want, going to have to keep coming back. And he clearly said he doesn't want to. Do I think he might fight again in like three years? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe if there's a new like star that rises, maybe Chandler goes on a two-year, maybe that you know, train. Maybe happens. Yeah. Maybe that happens. Maybe somebody comes up from lightweight. Maybe somebody drops down from, you know, uh, or, I'm sorry, somebody comes up from featherweight or somebody drops down from alterweight. I mean, there's, you know, there's a lot of things, but yeah, it's just gotten old. And, and mm. I don't, and I, it's like, let's just get the fight. I mean, I don't want to, and I, yeah, we'll get more into it when it comes up. But yeah, I just, I thought that was weird. He, he keeps talking about... <laughs> You know, it is, it is. weird. It yeah. is weird because you, you usually don't – It's.
1: I, I would this think he would – What is this, the second or third dinner they're having in Vegas that he's supposed to try to convince him? Like, come on, dude. You're not going to get him. There ain't enough in and out or burgers in the world to convince that man to to come because I know he likes hamburgers. You know what I mean? Like, like, like you're not going to – I'm pretty sure – Khabib's probably going to have to, like, hold his hands and look in his eyes and say, Dana, listen, I appreciate it, dude. Appreciate it. But it's not happening. I like – I like, I like doing what I'm doing, you know?
0: At this point, he might just try to troll him and see how long he's willing to keep his belt, you know? Fernando, you know, uh,
1: my old uh, my old editor, editor from MMA News said that he's at Fight Sports now. He actually said maybe this is Khabib's uh, scheme just to keep getting uh, dinners in Vegas out of Dana, and see how long he can do it for. That's
0: what I mean. Just so. troll it. Troll it. Get free meals. Keep telling him maybe. And to see, you know, I mean, cause it's pretty, I just, I don't understand, especially coming off the Poirier win. Why not strike while it's hot? It seems like the UFC has dropped the ball. I mean, look at Masvidal. Like what, what we were, he said since the day he knocked out Askren was what? Like God, almost two years ago now. And all we got out of that was, well, we had the, what, the BMF fight after that. And then that was November of that year.
1: Um, And then the short
0: notice Usman fight. And that's all we've had in like a year and a half, you know, a little over a year. It's like, you know, I I don't know. It just seems like the, they just, I I, I don't understand. Poirier was hot. He was hot a couple weeks ago. Why not start to that point, announce your next title fight. Go ahead. We're doing Poirier versus uh, Gagey. Whoever, it could have been because, anybody
1: because they're dude, gonna do Poirier, Poirier Connor three Connor yeah. I know but
0: yeah. I, I don't but if that's the case then just announce it for the title why yeah. why why allow Khabib why why keep telling people because to me what Dana's telling people is our next champion's not the real champion <laughs> our next champion's well, well, the is dude a, that I chased down to make because I didn't want him to leave so bad because I knew he was the best fighter well, in the he, world he's
1: saying he's the champion he's still the champion so yep. even, I mean, even cl- though yeah, he's, I he's mean, pretty much said no. I mean, I'm not. to me
0: he's 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 downplaying his own his own roster. He he should say, "Hey, Khabib retired, a great champion, we're moving on. We have the next generation." You know, and and here it is. We're going to do Gagey, uh I don't care who they did Ferguson for I mean, make any damn fight you want. But of, of combination of any of those nine guys that he talks about, but why why downgrade those guys by insinuating because You know, it happened with kind it happened in a sense with GSP, you know, they're going to be considered a paper champion. Whoever wins next is going to be a paper champion until they're able to, you know, shed that and defend it, you know, a handful of times and, 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 and do, you know, and maybe either draw could be back or just get enough accolades and enough of a resume that they can, they can go head to head with him in any, in any kind of way. So I don't know. I just think it's weird. Um, (laughs) <laughs> at, at a at a time when Bellator is kind of trying to get fresh and do these tournaments and and just and be kind of a bright shiny thing right now, whether it turns out or not, UFC just kind of stale. Like let's 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 do something creative here. Like how many the UFC has had so many opportunities to do these things creative, you know, whether it's lightweight or welterweight or you know uh, any of these and they just featherweight, bantamweight. I mean, all these divisions. You know, we, we had the open. We had, uh, you know, when when 125 became open again. What did we get? We got Hato Benavides twice in a row. Mm-hmm. Like we couldn't get a more creative way to make that work out. You know, I mean, in a sense, like you would, you know, although Hato might be the the best 125er in the world, like he would have disqualified himself in a way. He missed weight. You know, and and, and really, so it's just weird. Like you could have had a little tournament there you could have had a tournament here and there and i I don't you know i posted on on twitter today uh kaposa or somebody had posted something about you know well why don't just do a tournament then you know because dana white earlier today said we
1: talked about that in the whole podcast and i
0: and i commented (laughs) well the difference is in dana white's tournament some fighters get double elimination and that's just the truth it would be like if Scott Coker got he he puts the brackets out, Bader loses in round one, and and he comes out and goes no, nope, Bader advances. You know that's what Dana White can do this way because Connor can lose a fight and then get a title fight. That obviously doesn't happen in a tournament. You know, the, uh, a Chandler maybe loses his next fight and then he gets a number one contender fight and then gets the title fight. That doesn't happen in a tournament. You know, so I think that that's the difference. Obviously, he can play favoritism. That's why he won't do the brackets. That's why he doesn't want to have a tournament format because he wants to be able to manipulate it at any stage of the point if he wants. Because if God forbid he ended up with an Oliveira versus Benil Dariush world title fight instead of Conor McGregor versus, you know, Justin Gagey, then he's not making as much money. So that's not the fight he wants to have. I mean, that's just that's really, I think, the truth about it. But anyways, uh, UFC 258, the Saturday pay-per-view. And um, Ed, Ed's probably going to try to find a bar since his crazy-ass state. Uh, <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> might, might let it happen, though. But um, I think that wraps us up for the week. Fans can, as I uh, stated earlier, check us out at allaccessmma.com for our video podcast and their MMA news and articles. Follow me, Matthew Hawkins at MMAHawk21 on Twitter and Instagram. Follow Ed at Carbazol on Twitter, Carbierzol on Instagram, and Oldhead Carb on Twitch. Enjoy
1: have a good your rest. Fights.
0: Yeah, have a good uh, have a good weekend and uh, President's Day weekend, Ed. Talk to you.
1: Peace. hey guys ed here east coast side of the coast to coast combat hour podcast if you like what we're doing make sure you subscribe on youtube and anywhere you listen to podcasts also if you'd like to help us out and donate uh, the support links are in any of the uh podcast descriptions and in some of the links are also provided on our youtube channel the Blogboard jungle um thanks again for listening and if you give us some support we'll give you a shout out on the podcast maybe uh bring you on for a UFC pay-per-view breakdown or two. Thanks again.